Did he say he was going to change what it means to be human? And tonight, I'm going to perform a miracle. Something's wrong. I am 76 years old, and I am reborn! He hacked into his own genes and instructed them to rejuvenate. But they're still mutating now. Something that's trying to change him. Change him into what? This is a friend of mine. Lovely to meet you, Mrs. Jones. Tish! You people are in serious danger! You need to get out of here right now! Keep away from my daughter. Welcome back, everyone. This is Discussing Who. I am Kyle Jones, and joining me on this podcast, as always, Mr. Clarence Brown. Clarence, how are you? I'm doing great, man. Glad to be on another episode of Discussing Who. How are you, dude? How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. We kind of had a Skype issue of Skype blinking in and out of time, kind of like a ghost monument. But, hey, (laughs) it's back, and, uh, you know, we're back, except Lee is still not materialized yet so (laughs) but maybe he'll materialize sometime in the episode if he doesn't you know maybe we'll find him by next weekend so uh or next week for next week's episode so what's been going on with you anything good anything who related or otherwise oh man uh i have not been up to too much just um I don't know. I guess keeping up with with the latest Star Trek Discovery, uh, that's about it. You know, me and you are on the podcast with uh, a couple of our friends and we discuss that every week on Discussing Trek. But other than that, man, not much at all. Just kind of anticipating this next episode here where (laughs) see how much meat we can pull off the bones here. Okay. well, as a follow up to last week's episode, I made a statement last week saying that I had not listened to. David Tennant does a podcast with dot, dot, dot. Well, this weekend, I went to see my parents, and on the way down, I listened to his conversation with Whoopi Goldberg. So on the way back, I listened to the Jodie Whittaker interview that David Tennant did, and I was really impressed by some of the things that she said. So my question to you is, what was your biggest takeaway from listening to that episode? My biggest takeaway was uh, her talking about what she might be doing if she wasn't wasn't acting right now. And I thought that very interesting. Uh, she talked about her family business. And um, it's the last thing I really think that she would be doing is nothing bad. It's just like a normal job. But she acts like she would be very happy doing that because that was like one of her callings. And uh, I guess acting just one out. So I think that's one of my biggest takeaways. Uh, what about yourself, man? So when I wrote down this question to ask you, obviously it prompted me to think about it as a response as well. And I couldn't help but think back to something that our friend Jeremy on Discussing Trek asked me after we finished recording last night, which was, how long do you think Jodie Whittaker will stay as the doctor? And I went back and I referenced in my response to him a comment that Patrick Troughton made in regards to his tenure, saying that three years was long enough. What do you think? Do you think three years is long enough or do you think that's acceptable or do you think it it doesn't matter? What do you think? Uh, I think it's very much in line with the modern day cadence uh, of of the doctors we've had. 
uh, for the most part. So, I mean, I think three solid years of, of good episodes and then we'll try something different is fine with me. But who knows? We may get to this season or the next season and be like, we want, want more Jody. So, uh, you know, I'm just on for the ride and and just kind of anxious to see where they go with her in this second season now that she's kind of, you know, got got her feet under her. Yes, I agree. And specifically, you know, thinking about what would Jodie Whittaker be doing if she was not the doctor? <laughs> she made a comment uh, that, you know, it's just what a lot of people don't realize that comes as and I don't want to call it baggage, but in a way it kind of is because the doctor is not a role that you can go and record as a, like a movie for six months, leave your family, you know, go record the movie and then come back and then the movie's done and you move on to something else. The doctor is a lifetime commitment. Yeah. yeah it's funny. Um, you go from being maybe a famous actor or a celebrity to being like a superstar overnight and, and there's no turning that back once it's, once the floodgates have been open. So yeah, her life is changed forever. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I don't really have that many things in the news. I only honestly have one thing and that's actually a shout out to a gentleman by the name of Richard Cabrera. And I, and Richard, I hope I'm saying your last name correctly. He sent some very nice feedback to Discussing Trek, saying that he liked the show, but he also made reference to Doctor Who, and he asked the question that is the ultimate question that I cannot resist, which is, how do I get into Doctor Who? <laughs> the Whovians are everywhere, man. Yes. <laughs> and, I mean, uh, uh, Richard, if you're listening to this episode, which I hope you are, I know you, you told me and via email today that you downloaded episode 90 to get started with Rose. So I hope you're still with us listening. And if so, uh, just l- let you know you made my day and I love asking and are being asked that question. So thank you, Richard. Very much appreciate it. Yeah, and that's that's always the question to get people into Doctor Who. I remember when I first, well, I guess you offered up that I I watched Doctor Who, and you know I started from that same point, um, what five six years ago, and you know uh, from there I was just kind of hooked. So it's always interesting to see where people come in at, and I think definitely if you're just getting into it now, I mean Rose is just like the perfect starting point, I believe. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I know I've said it before on this show and I, I, I don't hesitate to say it again. I really question the fact of whether or not there would be a discussing who at this point. Had you not walked into my office when we were working together in the same city on the same floor and all that good stuff and asked me, hey, dude, you know, I'm looking for something to watch on Netflix. Can you suggest something? Which, of course, I jumped for it. You know, I couldn't resist at the time because, hey, Doctor Who was on Netflix yeah. and I couldn't resist. Yeah, well, we wouldn't have all these awesome listeners. And, guys, if you are listening right now on whatever podcast platform that you're currently using, please go ahead and leave us a, a review, a five-star if you can, and also give us a little written review if you want to. The only thing I ask is, is you make it good. And please just ask your fellow Whovian out there 
to give us a sub, a subscription as well, or give us a, uh, add us to your podcast feed. And we are, we thank you for being along for the ride. Absolutely. Cool deal. So do you have anything else in the news before we get into the review? Not at all, man. All right. So if you are listening to this podcast and you have listened to this podcast before, you know what time it is. If you have not seen this episode, The Lazarus Experiment, put us on pause, go watch the episode and then come back because from henceforth, spoilers. 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 Yeah, I should probably, um... Hi, I'm out. Leave a message. I'm sorry. Martha, are you there? Pick it up, will you? It's Mum. It'll wait. All right, then. Pretend that you're out if you like. I was only calling to say that your sister's on TV. On the news of all things. Just thought you might be interested. The details are top secret. We petitioned upon the news. I will demonstrate a device... What new job to pay off some research lab? The push of a single button. I will change what it means to be human. Sorry, you were saying you should. Yes, yes, you should. One trip, thought Yeah? I suppose things just kind of escalated. Hmm. Seems to have to me a lot. Thank you for everything. It was my pleasure. All righty, the spoiler warning has gone out, and we are here to review The Lazarus Experiment. It is the sixth episode of the 2007 series of the British television program that we all know as Doctor Who. It was originally broadcast on the 5th of May, 2007, and it starred, of course, David Tennant as the 10th Doctor and Freema Agaman as Martha Jones. So, Clarence, big picture, <laughs> summary view. What do you think? Oh, man. Um, uh, I loved Martha's family in this episode. Um, I think I remember mentioning when we first we did our first Martha episode that I thought her family was pretty interesting. And I just found it fun that we this pr- episode was had them from start to finish involved in the episode. And I thought that was just really fun. I love Martha's uh, mother, Francine, as well as her sister, Leticia. I thought they were really fun and interesting. Um, I don't know. I don't know. As far as the, the uh, antagonist in this episode. Eh. <laughs> okay. But I thought it was okay. Not, not the greatest episode ever, but I still thought it was just okay. What about you, man? All right. So this is definitely not one of the episodes that I will watch over and over. It is probably, or I should say it has probably been 2010 since I've seen this episode. So it's been, you know, nine, almost nine years. That being said, this is another one of those episodes where I think adding years 
on to ourselves since, you know, t- nine years since you've watched it. It gave me a different perspective. I still say it's not the greatest of episodes, yeah. but I did like a concept or I saw a concept in a different light and mainly because probably I'm getting older. So, yeah. um, I think that kind of shed a new light, but still I, don't think that there was much meat on the bones, so to speak. Yeah. And, and I think it may suffer from a final act that seemed too much because when we had this whole final act of the episode, which I'm sure we'll get into before it, before the final act started, it felt like the episode was over. And, and I don't know if you understand what I'm saying here before, before they even head toward the church at the end, to me, it already had felt like the episode oh, was yes. over. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So we get this whole final act where, you know, it seems like the episode should have really ended already. But, yes. you know, yes, if not for that, it probably would have been a better episode overall. I don't know. Well, for that, I think. Um, and I and, and you know what? There, There's not a lot of, like I said, meat to the bones to this episode. So let's just go ahead and talk about that now. It, it, correct me if I'm wrong here. What you're referring to is we assume that the professor has died. And yes. then we go out to the ambulance and the professor has escaped and is now gone. Yes. Mark Gatiss naked body lay <laughs> in the, uh, at the, uh, lab- laboratory or wherever his office was. And all of a sudden we see two more, um, paramedics have died and he is off somewhere else. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I agree. I thought that. Honestly, I thought that was somebody thinking that they were being clever when they wrote it and said, oh, we're calling this the Lazarus experiment. It can't be the Lazarus unless he is resurrected. Is that it? That's that's how I took it. hmm, Because I was wondering why is it called Lazarus? Because didn't Lazarus get raised from the dead? Yes. And I'm like, he's just living longer or or rejuvenizing, uh, rejuvenating himself to be young again. Yeah. See, that's how I saw it. Hmm. I don't know, man. <laughs> but, 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 but I think it was, you know, it's, it's sort of like if you, um, if you called yourself the Santa Claus experiment, you would inevitably have to put somebody in a red and white suit. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and that sounds lame, but it's, but it right. felt lame. If you ain't come down that chimney, chimney, you ain't no Santa Claus to me. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> So let's talk about Professor Lazarus for a minute. What did you think of that as a character? Well, it reminds me of, you know, maybe scientists or or inventors or people like that that you see today that have these grand plans. You know, Elon Musk, we're going to we're going to go to Mars, you know, but uh, he has a plan that seems that he's very adamant that's real. And lo and behold, the doctor the <laughs> doctor's curiosity gets the best of him and he he can't leave he has to see what this guy is talking about um him as a character at first you know it's a couple of things at first when he kind of comes on to letitia in his office at the very beginning i was like whoa creepy vibe creepy vibe <laughs> and then even later on when he's talking to was it miss um What's the lady's name? Oh, uh, Lady, L- Lady Thaw. Lady Thaw, Lady Thaw. When he like, you know, turns off Lady Thaw when she tries to kiss him and just like, since he's young now, he just, 
she's repulsive to him. So those two things kind of quickly tell you what kind of guy this dude is. He's in a very smart a-hole apparently. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I, I didn't like his character at all. No, he, no. he had no redeeming qualities to me. And it, he played the role of villain very well, but just zero, um, redeeming qualities about him. No, I agree. And now I, I will say this, the, one of the best lines that I heard, uh, in regards to him was, uh, when he goes up and he's coming on to Tish and he says, you know, interesting perfume. What's it called? And she looks and says, soap. <laughs> oh, is that the comeback line when you don't want to talk to him? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I thought that was good. It was like, yeah. you know, oh, you smell good. What's it called? Soap. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was pretty pretty co-hearted there, but he deserved it. He's yeah. been a creepy old man. <laughs> he did. He he came across very 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 creepy, and even whenever they made him young again, there was still a creepiness about him. Yes, yes, very much so. So let me ask you a question. Let's take away Lazarus for a moment, Professor Lazarus. J- just the concept of sound being something that can rejuvenate you. And, you know, I know we often talk about, you know, Star Trek being scientifically accurate. Do you know anything about sound <laughs> being able to um, rejuvenate you? Um, No, but come on. We, we, we watch a show where a guy runs around with a sonic screwdriver changing things and opening doors and all kind of other shenanigans to do with computers. So, you know, as far as that premise in this story, I didn't really look too deep into the science of it. And maybe in general, I don't look too deep into the science of Doctor Who as it, as a whole. So, so to me, that didn't bother me. Now, what I thought was brilliant about that, I'm actually give this, this episode a nod. Because what I thought was brilliant about that is at the end, even though I didn't like it, I think it made sense that the bells would be something that would agitate him because his cells were yeah. uh, morphed by this sound in some sense. So the sonic noise of the organ that the doctor was playing, um, I said bell, but the organ that the doctor was playing was something that really irritated his newfound um what transformed cells. Mm. So speaking of his transformed cells, that visual was something that did not hold up well. The CG on that to me, what did you think? The score, the scorpion Lazarus creature. Yeah. Yeah. This is a CG heavy episode. And what's what, what year did this come out? 2007. Yeah. So that's early days for CG, especially CG of that caliber on television. And um, it was a heavy lift. I think it may have looked great or pretty good at the time. But, of course, yeah, now in HD, as I don't think this was originally aired in high definition, um, it definitely it doesn't hold up. No, I think I may be wrong, but I think the first high def episode was the end of time part one and two. I think those were the first HD. Um, and then Matt Smith's uh, fifth series five was the first series in HD. Yeah. If I remember correctly. So, um, one thing that I did take away, and there's, there's a quote that I've actually used several times that is 
from this particular episode. It's where the doctor says some people live more in 20 years than others do in 80. It's not the time that counts. It's the person. Yeah, well, I mean, this kind of goes back to, I think we talked about it on this show before, but the premise of the doctor who can live forever seems like we always have an experiment or some event where some person can now live forever. It seems like it's always a problem. Uh, and I forget what episode we talked about before where we brought this up, but, but it seems like he would be the last person that takes issue with living a long time. <laughs> would it, would it have been with Cassandra? You, you know, the, the moisturize me? Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. Yeah. So, so, you know, I just found that ironic that he, Seems like whenever somebody lives forever or lives longer than they're intended, he has an issue with it of some sorts. Mm, good point. Good point. So you mentioned earlier, and I want to go back to, to this particular character because I remember from watching this first time through, I did not like this character. And you mentioned that you did. Francine, uh, <laughs> what was it about Francine that you liked because I, I I'm just going to come out and say it. I did not like her until later on in the series, but at this point I didn't like her. So what was it uh, that you liked? I just, uh, well, maybe I won't single her out. Maybe I'll just say I like the family as a whole. Um, I love the interaction of her, you know, putting that mother hat on and trying her best to look out for, for Martha you know, she has this this new guy that they know nothing about that she's um, uh, swept away by in some senses. And, you know, even with the point we look, when Martha ran back into the building, the mother's like, you know, what's going on with you? What, what What's really going on to have you captivated by this guy that we don't even know? Now, the average mother would probably think that she's just head over heels with this guy because he somehow swept her off her, he, her feet, which the doctor has done, but probably for very different reasons, you know, than what she's thinking, you know, mm, point he, taken. He, I mean, of course she's bitten by him, but also he has a time, a spaceship that can travel in space and time. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's like a whole nother level. She can't even really think of until I guess she's told later on in the episode of exactly who he is. So, why is it and let you know let's take away the uh spaceship and time and space why is it that that she automatically assumed that this was a romantic interest um it, it's pretty apparent isn't it is what it do you from think? is it from her or is it from him they come to a ball together as a couple uh, well, I mean, yeah, may, I, maybe okay. one of the main things but but, I mean, you could tell from her interactions, you know, she kind of respects this guy and, you know, is into him. Yeah, see, and this is a good example of sometimes I'm oblivious to things because I looked at it all this time from the p complete perspective of the doctor and Martha going to investigate. And I've sat there, I was like, you see what they're doing. I never once looked at it from the perspective of, okay, she got invited to a party. She's bringing a guy with her, and that's probably who she's dating. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I immediately got that point. I don't know. Mm. So one thing that I did 
forget completely, and I've purposely not gone and read up about him, was the guy that came and whispered to Francine and said something about the doctor to her. Mm, yeah, that was interesting. I'm like, why? First of all, why is this guy here? <laughs> why is he here? Is he just like investigating the scene? Because I really didn't remember that guy either. So, of course, we get later on in the episode that he may be a lackey of Mr. Saxon. Yes. But 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 I had no idea why he was there and why why did he take su- such an interest into Martha and the doctor and the family? Of course, he's looking at the doctor, investigating the doctor probably. But but yeah, I, I, that that just seemed kind of weird. Okay, so. This particular episode, and it's interesting that you brought up Harold Saxon. I had forgotten that Harold Saxon was mentioned until, um, you know, rewatching it. And they make a, uh, actually it's Lady Thaw that says Mr. Saxon yes. wants to be sure that they like what they see. Um, mm. so has Mr. Saxon been investing in this experiment? Apparently so. Does it, doesn't mm. that seem that to you? Yeah, I wonder if the whole technology that the uh that this machine, this Lazarus machine is built off of is is like Time Lord technology or something from the future that that uh Mr. Saxon has brought along. Mm, I thought that too and I was wondering if that was something that was a trial experiment of something that uh you know Harry is going to do later, maybe. Maybe, maybe I don't remember. <laughs> I don't so, think I remember. <laughs> so, uh, I'll, I'll leave that at that. But one thing that I was really hoping that I could ask Lee, and I'm asking it on the air now so that he can hear it when he's watching, which is there is an episode or there's a moment in that episode where they're going through a corridor and you see an emblem that is, um, on the door, like on the glass doors at the end of the hall. And I think if I'm looking correctly, that the emblem outline is one of the Gallifreyan, old Gallifreyan symbols. It doesn't really look like it because you've got the doors opening and closing. But if you put the doors together, it looks like one of the letters of the Gallifreyan alphabet. I did not notice that at all, man. And I may be totally wrong, but it definitely looked like that whenever I was watching. I'll try to take a screenshot and put it on our website in the meeting notes. Yeah. And like, like just to talk further about the mother thinking that Martha and the doctor were together, you know, they continue in this series to, in a sense, tease us of a relationship with these, between these guys. And, my first time watching this series, I didn't notice it as much, but it's so apparent that they are teasing us left and right on this relationship, you know, from the moment they're like in the chamber together, uh, at the end when he's threatening to, <laughs> he, he's like playing like he's going to leave. There's so many moments in a lot in this episode, but all throughout the series where they're just teasing this relationship between the two. And, you know, again, like I, I said before, like obviously Martha is, is smitten by him and everybody, the mother, Letitia, all think that they're together and they're a cute couple together. So, yeah, I, I mean, I agree. And it's making me like Martha even more watching it again this time. And, and that's weird because she's, you know, playing this smitten 
you know, like puppy, she's got these puppy dog eyes every time he comes around, but yeah. it, with a scene that's coming later, uh, in this particular series, it just makes that scene make so much more sense. And, and I think makes me realize what a strong character she is because at this point she has those puppy dog eyes. Yeah. And, and she, she doesn't hesitate to bluff the doctor you know at like at, at the very end where she says that she doesn't want to be a passenger anymore you know she is always she she has no qualms of putting it out there and making the doctor make the move you know <laughs> right exactly yeah, so, so so i love that that little bit there where she's um just kind of like you know whatever i don't want to be a passenger and and um her and Doctor eventually, you know, come back together. But I, I love how they're playing this kind of a um, grade school relationship between them, but not really. It's kind of hard to frame. Yeah, it is. And it's, you know, when we get to Series 4 and we see other things in Series 4, uh, or even, like I said, at the end of this one, there it's just, I don't know, there's just, I I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't think Martha gets the appreciation that Martha deserves. Mm -hmm. And I think this is just reminding me of what a very strong character Martha is or, or was or is, or however you want to frame it. Yeah. So, Cal, uh, I know we're jumping around, but I finally realized why you don't like Francine. Why? Cause she slaps the doctor. Ah, maybe so. <laughs> yeah. But see, uh, I like, uh, I like, uh, and I do like Francine toward the end, but, uh, I liked Jackie Tyler and she slapped yeah. the doctor. Yeah. Good point. But not with such, um, not <laughs> with such uh, hate. Cause there, there was a little bit of hate in there. I mean, that yeah. was, a, that was, the, that was the slap the you felt across the universe. Visceral. <laughs> yes. I mean, she did a good slap. It was almost like, you know, she had a little cat claws in her. The, the slap that transcends space and time. There That's you what. go. <laughs> there you go. Um, you know, the one character out of the family, well, other than the father, Reggie didn't get developed very much. Yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't like him. Um, did he get, did he hit his head? Like, I don't even remember what happened. I think he fell and hit his head, and that's why they oh. kept going, are you okay? And the the women had to help him out. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fine, I mean, you know. <laughs> but it just felt weird. Like, I don't know. Yeah, well, it just kind of felt weird that it was like, okay, somebody had to get uh, hurt so that you could be, you know, like laying around and not running out with the rest of the people. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, let the, let the dude get hurt this time. Women, let the women carry him along. That's cool. I'm down with that. Yeah. So... I will be honest with you. There's not much meat, like I keep saying in this episode, and I've run out of my notes. I'm curious, <laughs> have you? Um, I have a few things I'll bring up real quick. Uh, I loved how the doctor thought that being called a science geek was a compliment. Okay. I just kind of smiled at that. I thought that was pretty fantastic. Um, what else? What else? That might, um, uh, I was going to snog him. I had to look the word snog up from Letitia said that about the uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Lazarus. So you remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. And I remembered saying to myself, I need to know what that is. <laughs> is it, is it like you're making out or is it you're doing something else? Yeah, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Okay. <laughs> but I think it's just making out. Okay. 
And um, yeah, that's about all I have. Reverse the polarity that was brought up in this this episode. Uh, yes, and apparently I'm not as good as I used to be. Yes, yes. So you know, um, not a whole lot of meat there. I will say I don't think I, I will say I felt weird about the doctor allowing Martha and Letitia to be chased at the end, and he didn't like run after him. I guess he had enough confidence in Martha that she would be able to accomplish the job. But by the same token, um, we have this, you know, life sucking um, scorpion creature chasing us up to the top of a, a church. You know, yeah. <laughs> the doctor doesn't chase after him. You know, that felt a little weird. But yeah, that but, it, you know, I guess I don't know. It, there, there were just so many. I don't know. I, the, the, I'm like you. I keep going back to you really stuck a point in my head when you said if it would have ended at the same, you know, at the ambulance, I would, I think that would have made it a much better episode. I, I, I go back to what you said. It went too far, too long. Yeah. Cause what it ends up being is the whole, what ha- uh, second half of the episode is just pretty much a chase. And, yes. You know? Yes. And, Again, when you're trying to review a chase, <laughs> all you can say is they chased it, they caught it, it died. End of yeah. story. Yeah. So let me ask you, if you were rating this story on a scale of one to five, curious, what would you give it? I will give it a two. And okay. the, the only reason I'm going to give it that high of a score is I thought the family – was fun in this episode. I loved getting to know them a little bit more. Uh, so I, I, I have to rate it pretty good there, but, but also, I mean, just the first part of the episode, I thought, you know, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad, but the, the latter half just, just kind of modeled on and should have ended a lot sooner to me. Yep. I, I will agree. I enjoyed seeing the family. I enjoyed being, a viewer seeing a family fleshed out because again, before Rose Tyler and her family, we didn't have the big family uh, of the companions that we got to see. So I, even though slap aside, I enjoyed, you know, seeing that. <laughs> so that gives one point. The episode fell apart to me at the, uh, at the ladder. I got bored with it and there was only two, Things that kept me watching to the end, and it, and I'll echo what I said last week, which is David Tennant and Freema Agamon as Tenth yeah. Doctor Martha Jones. That gives me two points, so two points for this episode for me. So awesome. um, curious if anyone was listening and wanted to find out other things you might be working on, where might they go? I will say just point your browser to discussingnetwork.com where you can check out all the things I'm on as well as Mr. Jones here. Good deal. And if anyone wants to check out other things that Clarence is working on with Lee Shackelford, then please go to relativitypodcast.com. The new series, the fourth series or fourth season of Relativity is about to begin. So go relativitypodcast.com, check out seasons one, two, and three, and be ready for the series number 
or season, whichever one it's called. But it, regardless of what it's called, it's fantastic. So get ready for series season number four, relativitypodcast.com. So thanks everyone for listening. Let us know what you thought of the Lazarus experiment. Send us some feedback to host at discussingnetwork.com. And again, thank you for listening, and we will be back next time. You've been listening to the Discussing Network. Find out more at discussingnetwork.com. Discussing Who is brought to you by Audible. You've probably heard of Audible, but just in case, they are the world's leading provider of audiobooks. They have more than 180,000 titles. Let me say that again. 180,000 titles to choose from. Imagine a genre. They've got an audiobook. And these files play on smartphones, Kindles, tablets, in fact, over 500 different devices. Now, for fans of Discussing Who, Audible is offering a free download when you start a new Audible subscription. And you can choose anything at all from that vast library. But we know you want to get one of their absolutely fantastic Doctor Who titles, which include New Adventures of the Doctor, but also Torchwood and River Song. And they're performed for you by actors you know and love. Wonderful voices, Tom Baker, Alex Kingston, David Tennant. The list goes on and on. So try it out for 30 days. And if at the end of the month you decide Audible is not for you, you still get to keep that Doctor Who book you downloaded. So look at it this way. Free Doctor Who book. So here's how you get started. Point your favorite web browser to audibletrial.com slash discussing who. That's audible trial, all one word, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L dot com slash discussing who. Also one word. And that's how you get your free book. What could be better than that?